I was in a coma for six weeks while the doctors told my wife I was going to die. When I woke up, she told me the most fantastic story. My team kept running the business without me. Freelancers reached out to my team and said, we will do whatever it takes as long as Craig's in the hospital. I consider that the greatest accomplishment in my career. My name is Craig Andrews, and this is the Leaders and Legacies podcast, where we talk to leaders creating an impact beyond themselves. At the end of today's interview, I'll tell you how you can be the next leader featured on this show. Today, I want to welcome Lauren Cockrell. She is the founder and president of Quedar and Company, the host of the Impatient Entrepreneur Podcast. She is a public relations, communications, and marketing executive, and a story brand certified guide. In addition to leading Quedar and Company, Lauren is the board chair of the Foundation for the Young Women's Leadership Academy of Fort Worth, fellow Texan. She also is an, an EO Fort Worth Accelerator participant. For those that aren't familiar, EO is Entrepreneurs Organization. Lauren earned her Bachelor of Arts degree in Business Administration from Rhodes College in Memphis, Tennessee. And if you're wondering how to pronounce Quedar, obviously here on audio, it's Quedar. It's spelled K. W-E-D-A-R. Quite an interesting name. Just think Queen Lauren. Welcome. Thank you for that introduction. Great to be here, Craig. So um, Rhodes College in Memphis. I I spent some time in Memphis. Uh, I think there was some movie film there uh, that that had lacrosse before Memphis ever heard of lacrosse. I forgot (laughs) the name of the movie, but yeah, it was but anyway, how was how was that at Rhodes College? It was, be- uh, it was a beautiful campus. It's a great school. I um, I chose Rhodes because I was a competitive golfer and wanted a more balanced experience rather than just golf all the time. I wanted to get a great education and do sorority life and all that. And it was far enough away that no one could just swoop in and unexpectedly uh, um, on a morning walk or something, but uh, close enough where I could get home in a day. And it just checked all the boxes and it's been it was a good experience. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's, that that's a challenge. You know, if, if I think for kids that grow up in a city like Austin and they want to go to UT, mm-hmm. it's sort of like they never left home. And right. I, I see great advantage uh, just in personal development and moving to Rhodes or yeah, you know, think- moving away. Right, right. I mean, you know, knowing what you're missing, because I'm born and raised in Fort Worth. I'm back here now after college and you know, <laughs> college was 20 years ago, but I'm, I'm back. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, realizing what a great city and town this is, and my parents are, are still here, fortunately, but they uh, still live quite near Texas Christian University. And I just wasn't, I, I, I knew that I needed to grow as a person and kind of spread my wings and try something different. So it was very much needed for me. <laughs> what would you say was the biggest thing developmentally or your biggest aha in your years at Rhodes? Things, you know, beyond just the standard education, more of a personal education that shaped you for life. Yeah. At Rhodes was the first time I ever quit anything. Um, and that was a big learning lesson. And speaking of, of golf, I quit my 
when we, we were a second and third in the nation while I played for them, um, went to the NCAA championships every year I played. Uh, but at the end, it was no longer serving me mentally, emotionally. I think now looking back at it, I, I see all the ways it was hurting me. I didn't necessarily understand what was happening, but I knew it wasn't right for me anymore. And I, and so I packed up my stuff and went to my coach one day and said, I'm out. I can't do this anymore. Uh, I need to focus on my grades. I need to focus on my internship and on, on my friendships. This, this no longer serves me. And it was really scary because as a type A person, uh, quitting really wasn't ever on the table. It wasn't something that was celebrated or acknowledged that was a weakness. And so being able to do that took a ton of courage and really formed the the notion that it sometimes quitting is the absolute best thing you can do. <laughs> mm. that, that and that's that's interesting. I mean, I, th- I think some would find that a surprising lesson. So, how would you coach somebody who is facing a situation like you were? So, if if you could turn the tables and put yourself in the seat of your coach. Mm-hmm. How would you have coached yourself back then? <laughs> well, <laughs> there's not a lot of love lost between us. Uh, <laughs> um, well, as a parent, now I have young children who come to me and say, oh, I don't want to do soccer anymore or something like that. Um, and something that I picked up from Adam Grant, the the writer, um, and uh, I guess he has a lot of other credentials to his name. Um, he wrote something once that was, around parenting was never let your kids quit on a bad day. Uh, if they want to no longer do something, they have to quit on a good day. And I think that's ultimately what I did. I, I, there was enough space and distance between some of the drama that was happening. Like when I made my decision, it was after a lot of thought, a lot of conversations with my parents and my teammates and, and other, uh, influential people in my life. And, I basically had everyone's permission, including my own, uh, to go ahead and step away and, and everyone understood and even my teammates. Um, and so I think if it's not in haste and it's not an impulse and you're not quitting just cause you had a bad day, then I think, you know, if, if, and I have now been a coach as well. Um, I think if someone came to me and said, you know, this just isn't working for me, then I would very much say, yeah, you're, you're free to go. I, if you being here, doesn't serve anybody. You're not doing anybody any favors if you're here begrudgingly and and every day is torture. You know, you're torturing everybody else with your presence. (laughs) Mm. Now you had somebody kind of quit you at Mm -hmm. a dramatic point in life. What what happened? (laughs) Well, um, when I was eight months pregnant with our second child, I was working. um, So I've been in public relations my entire adult life. And at that time I was working uh, in-house for an IT company and it was an interesting journey. It started out strong toward the end. It had, my role had changed dramatically. It wasn't again, not the, not the best environment for me. And I, it really wasn't using my special skills and talents. So I was thinking about exit. Um, you know, I didn't want to leave them in the lurch or anything, but one day when I was, like I said, eight months pregnant, I got a phone call and they were saying, you know, today's your last day. Um, and you know, they, they gave me a nice exit package and all that, but all of a sudden someday was becoming today and I was visibly pregnant. So, and it was the end of the year. So, you know, going and interviewing for jobs, 
was kind of off the table. I mean, people do still have stigma around like, what's this pregnant lady going to do after this baby comes? <laughs> um, and uh, also I just didn't really know what, which way was up. Um, but at the time I'd been dreaming about opening my own business. I'd always in my, uh, in my mind, I thought 40 was going to be the magical age where I was going to know all the answers to being an entrepreneur. So I had that, you know, filed away for later, but you know, at 37 or so it was like, okay, today's <laughs> here we go. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so I really didn't feel like I had much of a choice other than to leap um, my husband was very encouraging to me. Um, he, believed in me hundred percent. He's like, no, absolutely. You should do this. Um, you know, we've got plenty of time. We have, we have this amount of runway before, you know, income really needs to pick back up, but until then I've got you and, you know, I believe in you, let's do this. So, uh, uh, Quedar PR at the time, uh, it's Quedar and Co today, uh, Quedar PR was born and along with my child <laughs> and, you know, it's, um, I think sometimes in life, we need to be crowbarred out of a situation because we feel trapped and we feel like we, we don't really know how to quit or, or move on. Um, and so, you know, as, as painful as it was, ultimately they did me a great blessing by removing me when I didn't feel like I could do it myself. What, what an amazing perspective, you know, it's, you know, when you first told me about that and you, you said you got laid off at eight months pregnant, you know, I've, <laughs> had the misfortune of having to cut a couple people loose for performance reasons, uh, you know, not just, you know, staff changes. And I just, it's always horrible. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, I just, th that just really sunk, but I'm, I'm glad that you were able to turn that around and see it as an opportunity. What, what was the process from, from the day you got that phone call through in, until the point where you're like, okay, here's where I am. Here's where I'm going. How long did that take? What, what happened in, in between? So interestingly, about a, a couple of weeks before I got that call, my spidey senses were tingling. I'm a, I'm a huge empath. So I was just, I was kind of picking up on the unsaid of all of our conversations. Like, mm, I'm not sure that I'm long for this role. And so I went ahead and bought the domain name for my business. Um, and then I also was asking around about working with a professional coach because I really was kind of confused about what was next for me in general. I, you know, the idea of writing a resume was mind boggling. I just had lost a lot of confidence in who I was and what I could do. And so coincidentally, the morning I got laid off before they called me, I'd sent off a large check to the coach. I, I signed a contract, signed, wrote a check, sent it off. And I was like, okay, I guess we're working together. <laughs> um, and so she was able to help me kind of think through, you know, the fork in the road. Do I build a resume and go work for somebody else? Do I launch this company and do that? Um, and then ultimately, you know, pretty quickly we decided, oh no, I mean, starting your own thing, that's really going to be the route you need to go. Um, so uh, I, I, I started working with her very quickly and that, and that was helpful because she also helped me process what had just happened to me. You know, at first I was hanging on to a lot of strong negative feelings and, and she sat me down one day is like, you're clearly not over this. <laughs> Why don't we think through all the good things you're taking away from this experience? You know, obviously there are some things that are very challenging for you. Um, 
and some things you want to leave behind you, but what are, what are some good things so that you can close this chapter on a positive note? And that was really helpful too, because at that, I was just so angry at that time that she really helped me see, okay. Um, you know, maybe it was a short list, but, <laughs> but here's a list of things that, that you're going to take forward and are going to serve you in, in the future. Um, and she also set me up for success as far as holding me accountable for getting things launched and out in public. Um, she also helped me shape the first, uh, set of values for myself in the business. So I could, you know, have a lens through which to bring clients on and, and yeah, it was very helpful. I think, you know, whether, whether it's a therapist or a coach or a trusted friend or mentor, having someone in, in a situation like that as a sounding board and a, someone to guide you along was, is hugely helpful. Wow. That's, that's so encouraging to hear. So, so you launch your own company, Quedar and company, mm-hmm. and what's, what's that journey been like? <laughs> well, the first year was interesting because I have this brand new baby, this brand new company, plus a toddler. Um, and it was a journey of saying yes to everything because I did not know yet what I wanted to say no to. And I, I ran media for a statewide political campaign that year. That was a learning experience. Um, it, it, you know, just trying a bunch of stuff, seeing what stuck. And then the next year I felt like the veil was lifted. I was like, okay, I can really see what the future is going to look like for me. Um, when I, in 2019, that next, the, the full second full year of my company, I went through story brand guide certification and that had a huge impact of, you know, building confidence, um, adding to my processes and methodologies, um, uh, having the confidence to charge what I'm worth. Um, and then also building a huge community of other marketing professionals around the world, uh, who now are some of my closest friends. Um, and then, so from there, then I started adding people to my team. I started with a VA at first. Um, and then, and I, um, uh, started adding some contractors and then, 2022, um, at the time I used to have a, a collaborative partner, um, who handled a lot of design web development, things like that. And so we'd say I was the words and she was the pictures. Um, um, we ended up hiring two W2s that we shared in 2022, but then in 2023, um, right as things are really starting to, uh, click along and grow, um, she decided owning a business was no longer for her. So she shut down her business. I took, the two part-time, my two part-time employees brought them on full-time all by myself. (laughs) Um, and now we have this robust team of really, uh, wonderful individuals, uh, uh, W2s and contractors, and we're just kind of blowing and growing now. Wow. That's amazing. And, and, and growing in 2023. Yes. A lot of people aren't doing that. Right. Yeah. So what 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 do you think's been the the key to your ability to grow during this year when when a lot of people were not? You know, I've been at this for twenty years. I just passed a twenty year anniversary the other day, and I'm I primarily I serve people all over, but I would say the the vast majority of our clients are here in Fort Worth, and I have worked very hard to build a body of work and reputation that people respect and want to refer others to. And so most of our clients are currently referral only. Um, I'd love to differentiate that a little bit, but um, it serves as well. (laughs) Um, And, you know, continue to be, do do good work, treat people well, not burn any bridges um, has just, you know, 
the phone's still ringing. So I'm, I'm very, very thankful for that. Wow. Congratulations. I mean, that's, that's an amazing accomplishment. Thank you. What, what sort of challenges are you seeing as, as you look at the next 12 months? Well, right now challenges, um, internally we're really trying to build the business to scale so you know it started out as me the loan consultant grinding it out figuring it out sweating it out um and now trying to have the business exist beyond me um, allow for whether i go on vacation or a team member goes on vacation things are much more fungible and scalable and flexible um whereas versus you know someone owns one thing and everything grinds to a halt when they're gone um and so you know trying to build a business that is is truly sustainable um and so that's that's something you know that takes some heavy lifting and some some retrofitting <laughs> some some burning some things down <laughs> um and also really equipping and empowering my team to not only rely on me, but on themselves and, and to step into their own expertise and to lead them and guide them and, and have them really own their gifts and talents. Um, and then, you know, certainly client re uh, recruitment, looking for, um, looking, you know, trying to break, like I said, beyond that referral part, uh, referral network, um, you know, how can we influence others and kind of reach that next, next level of growth? Certainly, with our clients, um, you know, if, especially our retail clients fighting for those dollars is, is, um, a challenge that we're seeing and we're trying to be creative and, and break, break through and be exciting and inspire people to <laughs> invest, uh, in, in products and services. Um, so, you know, just being creative and staying on top of trends and, and different channels. I mean, when I started in PR 20 years ago, there was not Facebook. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there certainly was not TikTok or anything like that, you know? So it's just like the, with every year, there's more and more channels and audiences and, um, you know, so it's, it's staying on top of that and cutting through the noise and writing and creating great content that reaches people and excites them and helps our clients stand above the rest. So. Very cool. Now, over this journey, what have you learned about leadership? What does it mean to you and how's it, how's it impacting your business? I've always been a lead by example leader. Um, you know, I've certainly stepped into formal leadership roles in and out of my life. Um, but as, as now the sole leader of this venture, um, it's been really interesting to receive the trust of my team. Uh, there was like, like I mentioned earlier, there was this critical point early in this year where a, my trusted collaborative partner realized this business was not for her anymore. And I had to make a decision of, do I want to, you know, how do I want to carry on? What do we do with the shared office space? Do you share team members and all that? And after sleeping on it for an hour, I was like, it's all about the people. These women are important to me. I'm taking them on. I'm going to make it happen. I have faith that we're going to figure this out. And I was worried that they might not say yes to that, to, you know, whereas it used to have two bosses and two companies supporting their payroll. Now all of a sudden it was going to be me. Um, and so it wasn't just me saying yes, they needed to say yes as well. And the next day I kind of anxiously went to them like, okay, <laughs> how you, how you thinking? How you feeling? Um, and they were just saying like, we trust you. We know that you would not mislead us about the viability of what's going to happen next. And so if you feel confident in keeping us employed uh, for the foreseeable future, then we, we believe in you and we want to be a part of this. Um, 
so that was, you know, number one, that was a beautiful moment. And I was like, okay, yeah, no, you're right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell you, I would absolutely tell you the truth if I didn't think I could make this go. Uh, and then later on this year, um, we were doing some applications for clients for the local chambers, small business of the year awards. And my team came to me and they said, you know, you need to do this. You need to apply. And I said, well, we don't, we don't do that. We do that for clients only. And they're like, no, we believe in you. We feel like your story needs to be told. And I said, okay, well, write it up. Let me know what you think. And then we'll go from there. Well, lo and behold, they had seen everything that I'd done for them from, you know, we're a teeny company or micro business, but we still had maternity leave for a key employee last year where I, I spun up a 401k for them this year. Um, you know, we're doing, we have mental health days, PTO, the whole, I mean, we're operating like a big company, but still trying to put forth quality of life, great opportunities and so forth. And they saw every bit of it. And, you know, a lot of times I'm just trying to do the right thing and, treat how I want to treat them, how I want to be treated. And to know that they see that and appreciate that just blew me away. I was, you know, we ended up being a finalist <laughs> in the awards. Wow. Um, <laughs> um, and, but I told the, when I told the interviewers uh, during my um, process, I said, I don't really care if I win or lose knowing that they, that they, they know that I see them and honor them is all I, is all I care about. Um a trophy would have been nice, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that, isn't that so incredibly enriching where your employees see in you something that you can't see? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were talking about this earlier. One of the goals of this podcast is to encourage leaders to realize the impact they're having on, the, on their lives. So it's so easy to just think, well, of course I'm doing this, you know, mm -hmm. we're just moving down this path, but you are impacting lives, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and that's amazing. And it's even more amazing that your employees wanted to make sure you were recognized for that. <laughs> yeah. They they were also the impetus behind our podcast, the impatient the impatient entrepreneur. I used to have a podcast. Um it's called the Creative Suite Podcast with my fellow collaborative partners. A lot of great show. We did it for about a year or two. Um but when she left, the podcast died and about a month later, they came to me and they said, you've got to do another podcast. Please do another podcast. And I was like, about what? I'm tired of talking about marketing every week. <laughs> you know, like I want to do it for my clients and then that's it. You know, I, I don't think I really want to put forth more into the conversation about like how to's and things like that. You know, if, if you want to talk to me, you can call me. Um, and they're like, we don't care. You just got to do it. And so they kept pushing and kept pushing. And then finally, I, I came up with the concept for the impatient entrepreneur. And they, I mean, they're very critical into it continuing forward. So that was, that was, that honored me as well. I felt very uh, touched by them really wanting my voice to be a part of the conversation and they feeling like I had something to offer just beyond them. <laughs> that's, that's, that's awesome. So the inpatient entrepreneur, how, how do I know if I am an inpatient entrepreneur? Who is that for? <laughs> well, it's funny because some of my guests claim to be patient entrepreneurs. <laughs> Although I'm like, I feel like I don't believe them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, it is something that I've noticed in a lot of my clients that I've worked with over the years that for those of us who are visionaries and really have something and subject matter experts and just really passionate about their, their business and their topic, there has to be a degree of impatience that, that goes with that because they're ready to see everything come to fruition sooner rather than later. Um, so we, we've had a lot, um, 
we have a couple of, of episodes out there and a variety of different um, uh, entrepreneurs and businesses. And I, I just love hearing people's stories about, uh, you know, kind of similar to your, your um, ethos as well, as far as leadership and moments that have transformed us and how we, you know, bring a different mindset to the table to, to overcome the odds and make a negative, a positive and, and really triumph and win the day. Wow. Yeah. And one of the things, one of the sayings I have is play the hand you've been dealt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes life deals you some crappy hands, play the hand you've been dealt. Yep. Yep. My mantra for the past year and a half or so is anytime something strikes, I just say to myself, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I don't know how yet, but it is. And yeah. that has been it's, you know, and I don't mean that in a false way. I mean that in, I'm going to turn this around <laughs> way. Um, I, you know, maybe I don't know, I won't know the, maybe I won't know the answer for a while, but I, I will help make, I will use an abundance mentality to rise above. Wow. Well, that's, that, that is inspiring. So I hope people will tune into the impatient entrepreneur <laughs> and I hope they'll reach out to you. How, how do they reach you? Sure. So we are everywhere uh, at Quedarco. So K W E D is in David A R C O, and that's .com online or across all of our social channels. And then you can find the the Impatient Entrepreneur Pod as our website and our social channels there. And then the podcast is everywhere you get podcasts. And you said there's a bunch of free resources on your yes. website. Yep. If you go to Quedarco.com slash freebies, we've got at least three uh, PR communications downloads there for, you know, crisis communication tips, how to send a news release, things like that. Wow. Why? I hope people reach out to you. Lauren, thanks for being on Layers and Legacies. Thank you, Craig. This has been fun. This is Craig Andrews. I want to thank you for listening to the Leaders and Legacies podcast. We're looking for leaders to share how they're making impact beyond themselves. If that's you, please go to alliesforme.com slash guest and sign up there. If you got something out of this interview, we would love you to share this episode on social media. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone who would be a great guest, tag them on social media and let them know about the show, including the hashtag leaders and legacies. I love seeing your posts and suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss anything, please go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. And it means a lot to me. It means a lot to my team. If you want to know more, please go to alliesforme.com or follow me on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.